Hi, welcome to Tooth and Nail Boxing Podcast, Science for the Ears. Um, got a few things to talk about this week. Um, uh, Siskarit Soren Visay uh, tested positive for COVID. Keith Thurman has a fight coming up against Mario Barrios. Uh, the Tyson Fury fight uh, with Dillian White is on. Um, and I've got some very exciting news uh, for women's boxing in Madison Square Garden. This is Tooth and Nail. Hi, this is Tooth and Nail Boxing Podcast, Science for the Ears. I'm your host, Joe Geslin. Uh, like I said previously, we got a few things to talk about. Uh, but first, there was a fight a couple weeks ago with Gary Russell Jr., uh, which he lost that fight. And, you know, Gary Russell Jr. is amazing. He is a terrific terrific fighter he's a great fighter and no one will fight him no one wants Gary Russell because uh, they know what they're in for you know but this is just my opinion of that is I I think Al Heyman has a little bit to blame for that um, because when you sign a contract with Al Heyman, he doesn't promote you. You know, his title is not a promoter. Technically, he's, he's an advisor is what his title is, 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 is an advisor. He's not, technically, he's not a promoter. So he doesn't promote the fighters. The fighters have to promote them, themselves. So he doesn't, he doesn't do that. That's why you never see him. At weigh-ins, you, you just you never see him. You know, the dude carries a fucking flip phone. Like, he, you can't get to him, you know? And I think that is part of it. Um, because the fighter has to do all the work, you know, of going out there and promoting themselves and uh, trying to get those those big fights and those big names and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, Al Heyman has done some shady stuff in the past. Like, um, he gave Peter Quillen $500,000 not to, to not fight Matt Korobov and give up the title. And Peter Quillen took that and ruined his career. Um, so... It's it's not either or, you know what I'm saying? It's not um, that nobody wants to fight Gary Russell Jr. Because I think that there are guys out there who want to fight Gary Russell. Um, there's not many. There's not many because Gary Russell is so goddamn good. Um, it's, it's not just that. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's both sides, I think. That's just my opinion. I'm probably wrong. I'm going to get letters about all this shit. But um, I think that's part of it, of not people not wanting to fight Mr. Russell uh, Jr. And the other part of that is Al Heyman and his just way of doing things, you know. Um, 
you know, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Gary Russell has a a, a manager or another promoter or something because Al Heyman doesn't really. I mean, he does stuff. I'm not going to say that he just sits back and just doesn't do anything. He definitely does a lot. I mean, he 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 invented the PBC. You know, he invented that um, and came up with it. So uh, long before Top Rank signed that gigantic deal with with uh, ESPN. So you know, he he he's he's worker, but he 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 doesn't. He doesn't get involved in the fight, meaning he doesn't promote it or anything like that. So, uh, and there's not a lot that people know about what goes on between Al Heyman and his fighters. You know, because his fighters are very loyal to him, very, very loyal to him. So he must do something right. You know, he must do something right. So. You know, I would really like to see Gary Russell Jr. get a big, big, big fight. I know, what is he at, 26, uh, 126 pounds uh, featherweight. So, you know, I, I know there's not a lot of big, big, big fights there, but move up. You know, I'd like to see, you know, have Gary Russell move up to 30 and fight Miguel Burchell. I'd love to see that contest. That would be I that would be a great contest. I'd take Gary Russell on that one any day. You know. Uh but I'd like to see Gary Russell do something like that because I think he needs it. You know, because no one's talking about him. No one really cares about him and he is a great fighter. You know, and I think he is this again, this is just my opinion. But I think he is getting a little stale at 26. Um, he needs to move. I would move up to uh, 30 and uh, fight someone like Miguel Burchell or anybody, you know. Maybe maybe not. Well, I don't know. I, 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 I'm sure people out there would want to see... Oscar Valdez and, and Gary Russell Jr., uh, that's a tough fight for both guys. Um, but, you know, I, I, I really think Gary Russell Jr. needs to do something big. You know, he's getting stale. People are forgetting about him, and they shouldn't because he's a great fighter. Um, so we'll, 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 we'll see. I, I, I hope something... Real positive happens for that kid because he he deserves it. Um, moving on to uh, other lightweight guys, uh, lighter weight guys um, in the uh, super fly, uh, super flyweight that is. Siskarit uh, uh, Soren Visai was scheduled to fight Carlos Quadras, which. I was so excited about. I everybody was excited about this fight. Um, Carlos Quadros is a tough, tough, tough guy, tough kid. He can fight. Let me tell you, he he can fight. He gave uh, Juan Francisco Estrada problems. 
you know, in their in their contest um, in uh, Mexico City. So I was really excited for that fight, but uh, Soren Visay he tested positive for COVID, and I'm gonna say it again, and I know I beat that drum, but hey, I beat that drum. You, these fighters have to start taking COVID seriously. I don't give a fuck what your politics are. The, politics aside, this is a business. You know, there's a lot of money on the line. There's guys' careers on the line. You know, you're you're you're, you know, shit. You, you know, guys. You know, you test positive, and then your opponent can't fight you. You know, you, you know, it, it's not good. So. <clears throat> I, I really feel that it should be mandatory that these guys get vaccinated and get the booster shot, get, you know, everything. Just do it all. You know, wash your hands, use masks, do everything. Um, be careful, you know, all around. Um, so Carlos Quadras has a replacement in that of Jesse Rodriguez. And Jesse Rodriguez is a good fighter. He uh, he's from San Antonio, Texas, and his dream just came true. And he, I'm going to tell you something. I used to tell this to my my pro fighters all the time. Uh, you know, there's that saying of "stay ready, so you, so you don't have to get ready." Uh, but but it's true. I mean. You could get a call out of the blue like Jesse Rodriguez did. <laughs> Say, you want to fight Carlos Quadras on zone? Well, fuck yeah, I do. <laughs> and I think it's for a title. Uh, that's, you know, that's why you want to stay in shape in the gym and you want to be, you know, when you're a pro fighter and you're kind of coming up and, and everything. Um, and I, I think uh, uh, Rodriguez has like 14 fights. I think he's like 14 and one or something like that. You know, so when, when you're, especially when you're around that type of, uh, that when you're at that point of your career, let's say when you're at when you're at that point in your career, when you're around like 14 fights or something, you gotta stay ready. You know, even at like ten fights, I'd say you you you, you got to stay ready because that's you know you might get a call. You know, there's a famous story of um, oh what who was it? Um, uh, Josito Lopez. When Josito Lopez fought uh, uh, Victor Ortiz, uh, Victor Ortiz's opponent. Um, backed out because he broke his hand or something and it was a, for a title eliminator and so Josito Lopez took was his replacement and Josito Lopez fought Victor Ortiz and he broke Ortiz's jaw I mean he snapped it in half and he got a title shot that's you know that stuff can happen it's you know you know because when you you know because 
when I used to say that to my pro fighters in the gymnasium, they'd always roll their eyes or they'd go, okay, whatever, because they just didn't want to do the work. You know, they didn't want to stay ready, so to say. Uh, not to say that you have to be, like, in crazy shape or anything, but you just got to be, you know, ready, you know, <laughs> that you, you, could, you, could, you could take a fight on two weeks' notice and you'd be okay, you know. So you got you to gotta be in pretty good shape, you know, so you, you got you to gotta keep running and do all those things. So they didn't want to do that was my guesstimation. But it's the truth. You could get a call. You know, you could you you could get a call. I I had a I had a pro fighter that got a call uh, uh, for HBO to fight at uh, the the home. It, now it's the StubHub Center. It used to be the Home Depot Center. Uh, he got a call to fight on HBO, um, and he he didn't take it. He didn't want it. He wasn't ready and all that stuff. So. A big, it happens all the time. You you can get a call. Trust me, it happens. So anybody listening to this program, I and you have a pro fighter that you're training or you are a pro fighter, stay ready. I'm telling you, stay ready. Don't go out and party. You there's plenty of time to do that. Stay ready. Because you could get a call that could change your life, you know. And uh, Jesse Rodriguez might do that uh, Saturday night um, uh, on DAZN, uh in Phoenix, the Copper State. It's going to be in Phoenix, Arizona on DAZN. Um So stay tuned for that fight. Uh, Carlos Cuadras against... Jesse Rodriguez, I think it will be a good one, um, and uh, hope that you know Soren Visai gets well and healthy because I I miss him. To tell you the truth, I I really like to watch him fight. So we'll see how that whole you know flyweight division pans out because uh, um, Juan Francisco Estrada tested positive. He wants us just. Juan Francisco Estrada was supposed to fight Roman Gonzalez. And then Estrada tested positive, and it's like, fucking A, man. And so his replacement is a good replacement. Uh, Roman Gonzalez is going to be fighting Julio Cesar Martinez. Um, and I'm not quite sure when that fight is scheduled. But that's a good that's a good fight. That's a good fight. Julio Cesar Martinez can he can fight, uh, but I'm taking Roman Gonzalez in that fight. Roman Gonzalez, I know he's older, but Jimmy Christmas he fought his ass off in his last contest uh, against El Gallo do Rooster, Juan Francisco Estrada. He fought his ass off against Estrada. A lot of people thought he won that fight. You know, and Julio Cesar Martinez, he's he's good. I love Cesar Martinez. He can fight. He he can fight, and he's in a. I mean, he he trains with Canelo, so he he's he's a good fighter. But he it seemed like he was just 
slipping a little bit in his last couple of fights. And that could be because of the competition, you know, because there are some guys out there who they rise to the occasion, so to say. You know, they... Um, they It depends on who they're fighting, you know, on their fighting, you know, level. If they're fighting a bum they might not give a good performance because they're fighting a bum and they're not going to rise to the occasion, so to say, you know. But if they're fighting someone like Roman Gonzalez, a.k.a. Chuck Latino, they're, you better get your shit together if you're fighting someone like that because he'll fu- he's fucking bringing it. Let me tell you, he's ready. So I think both guys will be ready, and I think it's going to be a great fight and a a really good contest so uh stay tuned for that as well because it's going to be good um moving on keith thurman is back in the ring again after his uh fight with manny pacquiao which was a few years ago now Uh, he's taken quite the layoff uh and i think he's been thinking about things during that layoff um, I mean, shit, I, I don't see how you couldn't, um, you know, uh, after that fight with Manny Pacquiao, Mac, Manny Pacquiao just beat you around the ring for 12 rounds, um, and he's fighting a, he's, he's fighting a guy, uh, Mario Barrios, who got knocked out by Tank Davis in his last contest, and that fight... With Barrios and Tank, that was at 40. And Barrios is, is moving up to 47, which... And he's fighting Thurman. That's 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 a, that's tough. You know, that, that's a tough contest to do because... I know Keith Thurman is going to want to make some noise. You know what I'm saying? I know he's going to want to make some noise in this fight because... Didn't look great in his last fight, and it's been a long time since he's fought. And I don't care how good you are, and I've said this before, I don't care how good you are, if you take a long time off, it's like I said about Ryan Garcia, you know, if you take long time off from the ring, you get rusty. I don't care how good you are, you get rusty and it it's not good i mean i think uh one of the reasons why canelo is pound for pound right now is because he's fought so much you know i mean the guy's the guy has fought you know four times a year nobody does that but the more you fight the you know when you fight like that the better you get you know, it's just, it's just, it's common sense. You know, the more you do it, the better you're going to get at it. You know, so if you take a long time from not fighting in the room, I mean, you can spar all you want, and it's not the same. You know, I mean, um, sort of the famous story that I'm thinking of right now is um, that kid from Puerto Rico. Um, oh, gosh, what's his name? Um Shoot, he almost beat Tank with a with a 
I think he people say he tore his Achilles, but he sprained his ankle or something. Um, oh, I I apologize. I can't remember his name at the off off the cuff. Um, but he took long time off, and he was sparring a lot, you know, and it didn't do anything for him. I mean, it, it you know it, it kind of kept him in shape, and you know helped him a little bit, but it's different when you go and uh, you fight someone in the ring. Because when you're fighting someone in the ring, it's um, uh, no joke, you know. It's for all the marbles, as they say. Um, And... So Keith Thurman, I think, needs to really do something big in this fight with Mario Barrios. He needs to prove to everybody that he's still a force in the welterweight division. You know, because the welterweight division is a mess, you know, uh, with Crawford and Spence. And you could talk about that until the cows come home. I don't think it's ever going to happen. You know, uh, you have a guy like Crawford who fights once a year, and he just fought his best opponent after being in the division for almost two years, you know? So, it, it, it's, it can be very, 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 very frustrating. Um, and I, I think... Uh, Keith Thurman will have a very good game plan and I think he'll do very well against uh, Barrios uh, because Barrios is is moving up in uh, Yorkus Gamboa that's who it was, I apologize Yorkus Gamboa Yorkus Gamboa took all that time off because he signed the wrong deal with uh, wrong contract with uh, the wrong promoter he signed a contract with 50 Cent. 50 Cent doesn't know any shit. He doesn't know how to fucking promote, you know? Um, and he couldn't get him a fight. And he was, you know, and York Gamboa was out for two years not fighting. And it just ruined his career. It ruined it. And York Gamboa was a very good fighter, great amateur uh, fighter. Uh, so, anyway. But, uh, you know, Barrios is coming up to 47. Those guys at 47 are a lot bigger than you think. Um, and I think Keith Thurman wants to knock him out. He wants to sh- to show and prove to everybody that, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm still a force. That again, you know, you are fighting Barrios. You're fighting a guy who just got knocked out in a lower division. And he's moving up to 40, you know, he's moving up to, to your division. So you should knock him out. You know, I think it's a good fight for for Thurman. You know, I don't think Thurman should get in the ring with, uh, you know, uh, Danny Garcia or Spence or anybody like that after taking all that time off. As a coach, I wouldn't advise something like that. I wouldn't want my fighter to go in there with a killer. <clears throat> you know, um, you got to go in there with someone that, little bit of a name that is somewhat beatable you know and I think Barrios is that I 
So I think it's a good contest for Thurman, and I think um, Thurman will knock him out. And hopefully, you know, uh, be another name out there with uh, the welterweight division. Um, but moving on to heavier things, uh, Tyson Fury and Dillian White is on, which is very exciting. That I'm very excited for that fight. Um, Dillian White finally gets a shot at the title. Um, because for the longest time, you know, there's a famous story of Dillian White. He was rated number one by the WBC for two years, which is unheard of. That's unheard of. That never happens. And Dillian or uh, Deontay Wilder did not want to fight him. I don't care what anybody says. Deontay Wilder didn't want to have anything to do with Dillian White. Didn't want to have anything to do with it because when Dill when Deontay Wilder was was champion when he had the WBC belt, I mean Dillian White was mandatory for forever, you know, forever and. Deontay Wilder just didn't want to have anything to do with him. In fact, and this is just I get this is just my opinion, but you know, Dillian White a few years back was supposed to fight Dominic Brazil in like October or something like that. I can't remember exactly when. But Dillian White was supposed to fight Dominic Brazil, which was a title eliminator. So whoever won that fight had to fight Deontay Wilder for the title. And that was just the story. Like, if you if if Dominic Brazil beat Dillian White, then Dominic Brazil would fight for the title. If Dillian White beat Dominic Brazil Brazil, then he fight Dillian, or Deontay Wilder for the title. So you know, people were excited about that fight because a lot of people were saying, Well, Dillian White's finally gonna get a shot at Deontay Wilder because he's gonna beat Dominic, everybody was, you know, he's going to beat Dominic Brazil. Deontay Wilder threw a ton of cash at Dominic Brazil to fight him. Instead of having Dominic Brazil fight in a title eliminator against Dillian White, with the possibility of Dillian White winning that fight, which was which was highly likely. Deontay Wilder said, "I'd rather fight Dominic Brazil straight out." Dominic Brazil got like twelve million dollars for that fucking fight. <laughs> this is crazy. So if you're Dominic Brazil, what's I mean? That's the obvious choice. Someone throws twelve million dollars at you, you're gonna turn it down. Fuck no. Fuck no. You're not going to turn that down. You know? And I think Deontay Wilder did that so he wouldn't have to fight Dillian White. Or, yeah, Dillian White. I, Dillian White had was calling out Deontay Wilder long before Tyson Fury fought Deontay Wilder. Dillian White was calling out Deontay Wilder 
he's been calling that motherfucker out forever. And Deontay Waller has ducked his ass the entire time. Want nothing to do with him. So I'm a I'm I'm I know everybody's kind of sad that Tyson Fury isn't fighting uh Oaklander Usyk. But he is fighting Deontay Dillian White. And Dillian White can fight. He can fight. He had a knockout in his last win against Alexander Pruvekian. Uh I like Dillian White. I think he can fight. He's a good heavyweight. And he gives everybody problems. He gives everybody problems. And I, I think Tyson Fury will knock... Deontay or Dillian, I I apologize, I get the two mixed up. I think Tyson Fury will knock out Dillian White um, in their contest, which is set for uh, April twenty third in the UK, which is huge. I mean, you have two British heavyweights fighting for the title. That hasn't happened in forever. That hasn't happened in forever. They could sell out Wembley for that fucking fight. That's a big... That's a big fight. That's a big fight. I know... Dillian White doesn't have a title, but God damn... He can fight. He's tough. He packs a punch. And he and he has a lot of people that back him, too. He has a, he has a, he has a good fan base. Not the fan base that Tyson Fury has, of course, but then again... Tyson Fury's fan base is global. Um, but Dillian White does have a good fan base in the UK, as of course, as well as uh, Tyson Fury. So that's a big fight. That's a, that's a really big fight, and I'm excited for that contest, April 23rd. Um, and if if... If everything pans out, <clears throat> because Joshua has a rematch with Usyk, and if Joshua beats Usyk, which I don't think he will, but if Joshua beat Usyk and Tyson beat uh, White, then you got a you got a pretty good matchup there. But Anthony Joshua came out. And said something that is really disconcerting to me, especially as a coach. You know, he fired um, uh, his coach, his trainer, uh, Bob, Bob Macklin. I apologize. I'm going to get letters for that. Uh, he fired his trainer. And... Um, he was shopping around. You know, he famously um uh you know, went to see Canelo and he visited Robert Garcia. I wouldn't have been surprised if he gave Freddie Roach a call. Um um Bob McCracken. That was uh that's who it was. Anthony Joshua's former coach was Bob McCracken. Um, and, 
uh, you know, he's, he shopped around. You know, he shopped around. Uh, he, he did his U.S. tour, so to say. And everybody kept saying, you know, who is he going to pick? Who is he going to pick? Who is he going to pick? He hasn't picked anybody yet. <laughs> and he the thing that he, he hasn't picked anybody yet. He hasn't picked a trainer yet. And he came out because the, the rematch is set for like late April against Lusik. And Joshua said, I don't need a trainer. I don't need a coach to fight Usyk. What the fuck? Joshua, the fuck? What are you talking about? You're talking crazy. You need a trainer. You need a trainer. Four eyes are better than two. <laughs> you need a coach. You need a coach. And if he goes into that Usyk fight without a coach, I guarantee Usyk will beat him. Usyk won't beat him. He'll fucking murder him in that goddamn ring. Because I think, I think if Joshua gets a coach, Usyk still beats him. You know, because Joshua, if Joshua, if Joshua's still on the fence about getting a coach, he better get a coach. He better get a trainer right away because April is, it's, what is it? It's the third. It's February 3rd. April is right around the corner. And you, and that's a big fight. And you really, I've never liked having a new coach for a big fight. Unless you've spent a lot of time with that coach or trainer, you know, whatever. When I had my pro fighter, when I got my pro fighter, we spent six months together before he fought. So we could get to know each other. So, you, you know, there's a trust that sort of develops there. And there, and not just a trust, but there's also a... They, the fighter understands how you work. You know, my pro fighter understood how I did things, how I worked, um, what my process was like. You know, you 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 can you kind of get used to that. So when you're in the corner and they say something, you 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 get it. You know, you don't have to think about it. Um, and so I don't know, man. I think. Joshua shooting himself in the foot. Your career is on the fucking line, dumbass. I mean, come on. You know, get a get a fucking trainer. You know, I mean, even if it's Robert Garcia, Robert Garcia said he'd be happy to train Joshua. You know, get Robert, get somebody. You know, that's gonna light a fire up your fucking ass. Gee, many Christmas. Do something. Your career is. You know, I don't know. <laughs> it, it it just it just blows my mind. It just blows my mind that someone would think that it's just stupid. Anyway, but then again, I'm a coach, so you know, some people out there might think, well, he could do it. You know, you don't really need a coach. You know, I I I think you always have to have a trainer. 
always have to have a coach. I really do. Uh, because there's no one there to correct your mistakes. You know? Um, so, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, th- I I honestly think Joshua will get a trainer. I think he will. But then again, his ego might be might be big enough to where he doesn't think he needs one. So I don't know. We'll see. But I what I think will happen is Tyson Fury beats White in what will be a great fight. April twenty third in the UK. And then White will fight Usyk uh, for, to be undisputed. And then Tyson Ferry retires. That's just how I see it going. Then again, I'm not Nostradamus or Dom, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so we'll see what happens. But like I've said before, the heavyweight division is very exciting right now. Very exciting. So say so stay tuned for that. Uh cuz I'm excited about it. I love to see a good heavyweight matchup. Uh but speaking of someone else's career, Jermel Charlo who out of the Charlos is the 154-pound Charlo, the uh, junior middleweight Charlo. Um, he's he, he has a rematch against um, Brian Castillo uh, coming up fairly quick. Uh, and I think in about a month or so. I can't quite remember. Um but that's not necessarily what I want to talk about. What I would like to talk about with Charlo, with Jermel Charlo. Jermel Charlo is the middleweight. Jermel is the uh, junior middleweight. So Jermel, you could say this about both of the Charlos, but... Jermel needs to do something quick because no one cares about a rematch against Brian Castillo. I'm sorry. I know it might be a good fight, but I mean, you know, fight Jared Hurd. You know, fight Jared Hurd. I mean, fight somebody at junior middleweight, you know, or move up to middleweight. Or something, because the, the Charlos, specifically Jamal, the middleweight Charlo, they have this saying that they live by. It's kind of their moniker that they live by. And I think it was invented by Ronnie Shields, to tell you the truth, who I could do a whole that's, – that's a different story. Anyway – he came up with a slogan that says stay healthy and wealthy which i understand what that means like you want to you know you want to be healthy and you want to 
make enough money for your family and all that other stuff, kind of stuff. But I also I know what it really means if I can be honest with you. It means not to fight anybody. Not to fight tough competition. Fight fight the easiest competition for the most money. That's what that shit means. That's what that means. Because when you look back on someone's career, you look at how they fought and who they fought. You know? And at this point, can't really say that about both guys. I mean, the middleweight Charlo, Jermall Charlo, fought Sergey Jimianchenko, which was a good fight, and that was a good test and contest. You know, that was a that was that was a good a good test for Charlo. But he needs to keep having fights like that. You know, I know the fight with Demetrius Andre is not going to happen for whatever reason. Well, I shouldn't say that. I know because Charlo, there's a chance Charlo might not win that fight. And he doesn't want to do that. You know, so, but Jermel, the junior middleweight Charlo, is fighting Brian Castillo, which is a tough fight. It's a good fight. That's a good fight. Um, I like that fight. I do. Uh, I think Brian Castillo's a tough fighter. Um... I don't know. I just think the Charlos need to do something. Like, like they need to start making some noise, you know. Um, so I, I, I think the rematch with Brian Castillo is actually. I think that is that is a good fight. I'm gonna get letters. Um, <laughs> I think that's a good fight. Actually, I, Brian Castillo is a good fighter. So I, I will be watching that, of course, um, and. See what happens. See if see if Jermel Charlo has fixed that right hand. Um, he loops it all the time, so we'll see if he's sort of corrected that. Anyway, what a mess. Um, moving on, <clears throat> I had said at the top of the program that I had some big news, exciting news for um, women's boxing. And I do. I have some very exciting news for women's boxing. Um, Katie Taylor is fighting uh, Amanda Suriano. Katie Taylor is, is defending her belts against Amanda Suriano. At Madison Square Garden, in the the main room, the big room, and they're the main event, and that's huge for women's boxing. That's that's gigantic. It's never happened before. A, a women's fight being a main event at Madison Square Garden. It's never happened before. And Katie Taylor is a bad ass. So is Amanda. She's a badass too. This is, 
this is a huge fight. Great fight. I suggest you watch it. Um, it's going to be on DAZN. Um, 140 pounds. So Junior Welter, 140 pounds. Um, big, big, big fight. I'm not exactly sure when that fight takes place. Um, I got to look that up. Um, but I'm so happy that that fight is taking place at Madison Square Garden um, with Katie Taylor and Amanda Soriano because they deserve it, you know? Um, uh, they're both badasses. They fight all the time. Katie fights like four times a year or something. She's always fighting. And she's a great attraction. She is... She's a great attraction. Um, she filled in the spot for the Dillian White Otto Whalen fight last fall. Um, Dillian White broke his hand. He wasn't able to fight Otto Whalen. And instead of scratching the card, like a lot of promoters have done, Eddie Hearn said, No, I'm going to make Katie Taylor the main event. And it was great. It was a great fight. I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, so uh, I'm glad that they're fighting uh, for the main event at Madison Square Garden. Um, it, it's going to be a good, good fight, good contest. So I really, it's going to be April 30th. April 30th. Okay, so April 30th. Katie Taylor and Amanda Soriano fight at Madison Square Garden. Don't miss it. It's history. It's going to be a great fight, and I can't wait to see it. So, moving on. Fight of the week. What do I got this week? I got a war for you. I got a, a, a war. Fight of the week this week is Mike Alvarado against... Ruslan Provognikov. War. War. This fight was October 19, 2013. The fight went 11 rounds. And... Uh, uh, Mike Alvarado said he couldn't continue uh, after sitting on the corner, uh, on, on the stool. Um... Back and forth, back and forth. Alvarado is as tough as they come. He is as tough as they come. And he gave it to Provognikov, especially in those like early rounds, early to mid rounds. Uh, Mike Alvarado really gave it to Provognikov. Uh, oh my God, what a war! What a war! Um. Two warriors just going at it, just beating the living shit out of each other. And the reason Provognikov won was that he was just a stronger man that night. That's all that that was. It wasn't that he was the better boxer or that he had the best game plan. It was just that he was the stronger guy. It was just a test of will, to quote Jim Lampley. Uh, and... 
man. That was for the title. That uh, Provognikov won the title that night, and his mom was in was in the ring with him as he accepted the title, and it was just it's just great. It was a great night. An amazing fight. I think it was fight of the year that year of 2013. Uh, but it was just a great contest. Just a war. Just a war. Um, and both guys were victorious, victorious in that fight, if you know what I mean. Both guys uh, really shined. I mean, you never forget them. After watching this fight, if if anybody takes the time to go on my Instagram and click on the Linktree page, link Linktree link that takes you to my Linktree page. Boy, say say that ten times fast. Um, that takes you to my Linktree page, which will have the fight on there, and you click the link. After watching this fight, you'll never forget these two guys again. You'll never forget them. I mean, this was a fucking war. Just a just brutal, 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 brutal fight. Brutal fight, but a one that you'll never forget. Once you watch this fight, you'll never forget it. You'll never forget it. I mean, it reminds me of the fights of the 50s. I mean, just beat the living shit out of each other. You want to talk about in shape. These two guys were in shape. And I really uh, commend them. They are two warriors that will go down in the history books for this fight. Let me tell you. Two, Two strong, strong warriors. Um, and the song of the week I have this week is a request. I got a request from a, a, a listener of the program. Um, they wanted another Bloodlet song, so here you go. Uh, this is Bloodlet with their song uh, a Vicious Cycle off the acclaimed album Eclectic. Um, hope you enjoy it. Hope you enjoyed the program this week. Uh, hopefully I'll be back next week, and uh, dialysis won't get the best of me. So uh, this is Joe Geslin for Tooth & Nail Podcast saying nobody's safe.